0: And welcome to Down With The
1: Browns.
0: And welcome back to another episode of Down With The Browns. You're here with your hosts, Christian and Manny. And we have a very special guest today. Very the Buffalo nice. Man himself, Mac Blank, a writer for the Cleveland Stampede. What's up, man? What's up? What's going on? <laughs> Dude, I'm glad you're on the podcast with us tonight.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Great opportunity to talk some Browns here, man.
0: yeah sir. Uh, if you mind, just give us a little insight on the uh, Cleveland Stampede and what you've been writing about.
1: Uh, okay, gotcha. So um, my thing is, uh, you, you know, I, I played football growing up, high school and college. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, I, I, I've sat in the film rooms a little bit. I I love eat sleep breathe football. Uh, cool. I mean, y- you know my my thing is is that I don't want to do fluff pieces, I don't want to do speculation. I want to take what is there on paper, what mm-hmm. I can prove is real mm-hmm. and interpret that and put it put it out for everybody to see.
0: It's awesome, man. Let's go. Dude, and I read a little bit of your stuff and got some good, got some good work out there. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Very knowledgeable on Twitter. Very oh, knowledgeable. Yeah. And uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about a little uh, quote from uh, Mary Kay Cabot on uh, Tom Brady <laughs> coming to the Browns. Uh- absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So this quote is 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 taken right from the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot, Browns Insider at Cleveland.com says, quote, I would be on the phone with Tom Brady's agent, and I would give him whatever amount of money he wants for 2022. I would throw everything at him, every dollar you can scrape together, then you still have your first round pick. You can get Garrett Wilson and Chris Godwin would probably sign here. Gronk would then want to come here as well." Unquote. That's at the 29.52 minute mark. What do you guys think about that?
1: Well, the, for, first I'd kind of point to uh, the interview with Bruce Arians today talking about if Tom Brady came out of re- retirement, they wouldn't let him walk. And apparently the uh, the price on Tom Brady is five first-round picks. Five. So five. um, you, you can't really draft Garrett Wilson, and I uh, don't really believe the Browns can afford Brady, who's going to want probably about Forty-five million. Chris Godwin Mm -hmm. wants probably about twenty. You got to pay Gronk. So I don't know. It's just not. I don't. I don't want to knock it, but it's just just not reasonable.
0: Yeah, man. We just we just gotta get rid of Baker Mayfield at any cost. So let's let's put the team in the debt. Let's get rid of the future. Let's just go ahead and send them Miles Garrett too. Let's do that. Denzel Ward. Send them Um, away. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that. We'll send all that for him. It it is it is. Scary to me to think
2: about the fact that there's a lot of reporters for Cleveland representing Cleveland and the national media looks to some of these members of the media for Cleveland and they put them in there in their shows and they they reference them and they bring up these points and, and I know this made headlines because of Tom Brady being brought up by MKC and it's stuff that's sad like this because realistically come on now this is not happening. You know what I mean? I think the last thing Brady's going to do is go from Boston, then then down south to Florida. You know, I love Cleveland, but I don't know if he's going to want to come back up here and play in a division where he has to play outside uh, versus uh, three divisional opponents. You know what I mean? Right out. Three divisional yeah. opponents who play outdoors. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, to me, I'm not trying to, you know, all power to her, but I. They they were cracking up in that podcast after hearing it, so I'm I'm gonna assume it was a it was a joke there.
0: Yeah, like I mean, I, Brady's the goat, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Him, him coming to Cleveland, that I mean, that would shock the world. Like headlines. Season tickets mm-hmm. would go skyrocket, even though they went up the past five years. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> like, and I mean, jerseys would be selling. It'd be Cleveland would be the talk of the NFL if that happened. Absolutely, but five yeah. first round picks? No, <laughs> God yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, you might as well just sell the team at that point.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You're going to have to. But, you know, one thing about uh, the quarterback position, and uh, Andrew Barry had a press conference today at the combine, and he pretty much just solidified, once again, that Baker Mayfield will be our quarterback in the 2022 season. He said that he's talked with him a little bit, or he talked right after that surgery that he had and kind of just confirmed that everything was going good, and he's ahead of schedule. No, that's Conklin that's ahead of schedule.
2: Yeah. Also, also, yeah. Jack Conklin's ahead of schedule as well, and I know he mm-hmm. talked a little bit about that. And you know, he talked uh, in his presser about there's no plans uh, plans to shake up the 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 offensive line. So um, you know, they're bringing they're planning on bringing back the former first round pick Jedrick Wills. So I think they're going to keep him at left tackle. He was talking about. So I I think that that's that is um. Very uh, comforting to know that there's not going to be any big, big, big changes on the offensive line. And if he has faith in uh, Jack Conklin, then then I do, too, because, you know, at the end of the day, I really do trust Andrew Barry. Mike, what do you think? Yeah.
1: um, History leads me to loosely trust Conklin. and It's nothing against Mm -hmm. him. I Mm -hmm. mean, you truly can't. I mean, you could take measures, you you Mm -hmm. know, steps to take care of your body more. Um, and especially those NFL guys. I mean, everybody has a, has a workout guy, a nutritionist, you know, um, mm-hmm. but he hasn't started 16 games in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, now not to say that I don't trust the development of James Hudson. Mm-hmm. Um, but there also needs to be a backup, uh, plan for Jed Wills because the, this ankle wasn't just last year. It was also the year before.
2: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It,
1: it's, you know, now. There, are, there are also things mechanically that I, 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 wish that Jed Wills would also improve on. Um, now, that could have been his ankle, um, you know, uh, like slowing him down in terms of his pass set and getting, getting out of his stance, um, but it's you know people say that it's a prove it deal for you know baker uh, if, mm-hmm. if juice were to come back it would be a prove deal for him but it's also a you know a prove it year for jed wills i mean this mm-hmm. guy's a top 10 mm-hmm. pick and mm-hmm. he did not even when he came back he, he was still just not where he needed to be um and given up 49 sacks yeah which yeah. was third in the league not very far behind the Bengals who had the most mm-hmm. um you, you know that Position needs to be solidified. So with the development of James Hudson, you you know There also needs to be a contingency plan for left tackle Um, So yeah, definitely something they need to address this offseason
0: Yeah, and you know where he just Restructured that contract it opened up Mm four million dollars We could uh that could go toward re-signing a backup (laughs) for Jed Wills uh, and just allow uh, Hudson just to kind of play that right tackle, get him used to that one position instead of having him floating across the O-line like we pretty much had everybody doing last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing that I noticed, I mean, this is kind of a segue off of the just the tackle position, but this is like across the whole team. The injury bug was just nasty last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. And, <laughs> you know, it's – I mean, you could say it's on like just one guy has like – their ability, but like when it's the whole team, you got to think it might be the medical staff because they were clearing people that probably shouldn't have came back. Like I think Jed Wills, the first time he came back, he came back way too early. Uh, Jarvis came back real early. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, if you
1: look at every single player that had major injuries last year, they mm-hmm. all came back too early and got injured again. You look at yeah. Ed Wills. You just brought that up. Landry in the first game that he came back, he twisted his knee again. Yep. You yeah. know, Jack Conklin came back for like two plays against Pittsburgh. And then, you know, and then he was out again, came back, and then on the very first couple minutes, like again, DPJ mm-hmm. had that nagging groin injury. EPJ. So it's just like, you know. Now, Greedy granted, Williams they're, in, in the they're as well. NFL, yeah. Well, Greedy Williams, yeah, mm-hmm. true. Um, you know, it, it's an NFL organization. I mean, these are the billion dollar franchises we're talking about here, but mm-hmm. 100% they're putting that medical staff under the microscope. Now, COVID necessarily doesn't help because mm-hmm. they can't bring in those independent contractors, you know, guys that aren't team. Of, you know the consultants that they bring in, um, so that might have to do a little bit with it as well. But I, I can imagine by next season, especially with you know the every every all the info that we have now and mm-hmm. the advancement, in COVID testings, and you know what what terms of positive, you know all that stuff, um, that might allow some of those independent guys to come back into the picture. Um, and you know emphasis on taking care of these guys, and if they yeah. need to sit, sit them out. It's not, it's, it's not worth it to lose them, you you know, for, for like a half a game, they come back and then they're injured. Now they're gone for three. So yeah, I I can point
2: it. (laughs) I I completely, I completely agree with what you're saying. And especially for a season that's longer now, you know what I mean? You add in that one game, that's one game of high contact, you know, going full speed hitting, you know what I mean? And, And twisting and turning the corners and things like that. And so, you know, I know you have played football in your life. So, you know, one of the questions that I have just just, just popped in my head is like, you know, uh, i know john johnson was talking about uh doing some extensive yoga or or you know i know a lot of other players for a lot of other teams are just talking about different things to bring up in the off season um whether it be, you know i i only i've only ever played the cross and i have only taken ice baths but like are there are there any things that you know just try to give us some insight on some things that could potentially help is it is it your you know aerobics or you know pool stuff or what do you what do you think
1: it- it it's all of that. Um, so mm. first, I mean, I just to look at it at a basic level. You, you know, uh, nutrition. What's your body weight at? Yeah. Yeah. um, You know how yeah. well you're moving. Um, what's your core strength? Um, uh, but a big thing is also too is that extra workouts. You, you know, whether yeah. it is aerobics or you know in the pool. I, I mean, hell, I'm I'm 26, and mm-hmm. sometimes I wake up and I feel 45. Yeah. And I have to spend about 10 or 15 minutes to warm <laughs> myself up before I even, and, and I'm talking about just, and that's just with my shoulder. Can you imagine guys that have multiple, um, you know, you have to do kind of extra exercises just to get everything moving again. Yeah. So um, now not to say that they don't take those precautions now. Uh, I mean, you know, especially during the season when they have practices, a lot of these guys aren't actually practicing. They're just dressing Mm -hmm. and they're just making sure that they can put weight on what they're, you know mm-hmm. what 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 they have injured so it's um yeah it's definitely that extra stuff needs to be implemented um because the big thing is and i remember talking to um uh, like an old uh, old friend of mine his dad was a dad was a doctor practiced in uh, pennsylvania mm-hmm. and um and and in ohio Um, He was a big Steelers fan, which was fun to to go over his house and then get laughed at. But uh, his big thing, (laughs) what he talked about a lot was flexibility Uh, because a lot of these tears happen. um, It's, you you know, everybody's focused on weight training, but not necessarily flexibility. Mm. Um, So when Mm. you're not fully expanding those muscles, they can tighten up to the point where, you know, the, it can just tear. Right. Right. So, um, you know, which, I mean, you see a lot of it now. You, that's why I see a lot of guys on those BOSU balls, you know, doing balance drills. Of, yeah. You know, a lot more band training, um, you know, kind of stuff like that. Now, of course, you have the video of Nick Chubb squatting yeah. at 495. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, that's the quietest 495 squat I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. He got like that. Up that, like was, that was gross. That was, faced. Gr- <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, bro, why isn't this man breathing right now? He's Batman, I, dude. <laughs> oh my god, it's uh, that that's just nuts. Um, but but yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it's definitely, you know, to them, it, it's a job and you got to take care of the body, so it's just that's like awesome. whatever you can, that extra work. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, you're working on, um, your, your rotative muscles and your shoulders or making sure that your hips stay loose, um, you you know, kind of things like that. I mean, ice baths, Yeah, lots, lots and lots of ice ice. baths,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah. And, you know, hopefully next year we don't have that same problem and hopefully the medical staff, they kind of get everything under, under control, everything's more like a healthy 2022 that'd be great um and speaking of 2022 and next year coming up i think in like 14 days 13 days we got free agency absolutely absolutely so we can totally go around uh you know
2: uh you know pull the room here and just kind of see what are some free agents that you guys are really interested in and uh, obviously you know i know right off the top is is wide receivers. I know a lot of people are interested in their wide receivers. And, you know, I, I truly believe, um, you know, I see a lot of uh, of Chris Godwin going out there. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of Chris, Chris Godwin, uh, a 6'1", 2, 208. Uh, he's 26 years old. Um, and I think that uh, he's a guy that the Browns uh, fans would like mm-hmm. <laughs> to
0: go after. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, we're uh, we're Vegas favorites, I think for him at plus 750 750 yeah so i mean yeah. Vegas is wrong sometimes i mean i wouldn't mind him in a browns uniform what do you think mac
1: um i i mean i absolutely love him um i i don't even care that he's coming off the injury um mm-hmm. the dude's v- extremely explosive great hands good frame on him very mm-hmm. tall guy mm-hmm. um but y- you know and i i would put him in the same group as Devonte Adams and yeah. Mike Williams. He, you know, the expensive sport car. Of course, mm. we want the expensive. Sport Absolutely, car. we want Absolutely. somebody that can go fast. We want the big engine. Right? Yeah, you, you know, but it's all about what you can afford. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. after yeah. years of dealing with OBJ's contract, you, you know, we ate fifteen million this year mm-hmm. just on that, and then now we're. I mean, everybody and their brothers talking about Jarvis's contract, right? Yep. You know, oh, 16, million. sixteen million. Um, so I. I really now, granted that and, only Andrew Barry knows what Andrew Barry going to do. Right? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah. all signs are are really telling me that like twelve million is probably going to be the the highest that he'll go, <laughs> especially with a top. 15 pick here that he mm-hmm. can easily snatch a very dynamic wide receiver and it's not really going to cost yeah. or, or or even two
2: or even two dy- yeah. dynamic wide receivers is because of the draft is so deep here yeah. and i know that you know to that point you know 12 million 13 million uh you would think looking at it is kind of what you would want to spend out for free mm-hmm. wide receivers because it's like you know hey i know with obj's talks and all this other stuff who wants to go to cleveland all you know people you know you know beaten cleveland down a little bit but it's sometimes it's like hey do wide receivers really want to come here into a, a run heavy offense so yeah you know they might want a little bit more money if they're going to come here so sometimes it's it, i think you're hit the nail on the head it's like you know you know ab might say hey listen let's just go get two wide receivers uh and then see what we can do if there's a guy who really wants to come here in free agency
0: yeah and you know Going back to actually Mike Will or uh, Chris Goblin. Sorry, yeah. Mike Williams was on the mm. brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really want Mike Williams. Yeah, okay. we can talk Mike Williams yeah. as well. But, uh, going back to Chris Goblin, one thing that I really, really like about him is he has that Super Bowl experience. And, yeah, yeah. And I love that because, you know, he's cool, calm, and collected. In yeah, those pressure playoff experience, yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, we've not really, I mean, other than like Malcolm Smith last year, we really didn't have mm. that. Super Bowl experience. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm you know, touching on the Mike Williams a
2: little bit, I I, I really do like Mike Williams. Okay. you know, I know I think I think that he made I, I'm looking at it here uh via spot track.com last year he made uh, four point nine million. So it's like uh I think it's one of those, you know, higher like if if we have the money to give you know, a free agent, wide receiver, what he's looking for. So what do you guys think about a, a, a Mike Williams? I know a lot of people were talking about Amari Cooper or mm-hmm. Michael Gallup or Alan Robinson from uh, Chicago. Alan Robinson, you know, he's a bigger guy. He's 28, you know, but what do you guys think about some of those, some of those names that are being thrown out there?
1: I, I have a wild card for you. Okay. Um. So. It, here's my thing now a lot of people and, and I feel like this is a very false narrative that I hear a lot about mm. Stefanski's offense mm-hmm. now he is not he will never be high in pass attempts but he's a very efficient offense yes it's not yes. like we didn't you know it the yardage that was that was not gained was not due to the fact of us not throwing the ball. It was just simply we didn't have guys that were catching it. We had fumbles. We had 100%. you know these pre-snap, we these pre snap penalties that would put us so far behind mm-hmm. to the point where if we we if we would even like complete the pass. You know it's yes. it's not a first down. So yes. my thing is, is is that here's a guy that I have. You know he had the quietest nine hundred yard season of all time. Only 11 starts and almost got a thousand yards. He has 74% catch rate and nine yards per target. That's Christian Kirk. And he's going to be right around 11, 12 million. You can get that guy for a discount. He's a very yak friendly wide receiver. He's fast. He can take that top off the defense there. And he's that kind of guy to where you do not need to give him um, you, you know, 149 targets or something crazy. You can yeah. give him, um, you can give him 77 receptions and he can turn that into a thousand yards. I mean, that's, that's what you want, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I think that's a, that. that, that, I, and you know, now that you brought it up, he's a, cause a lot of some, a lot of my concerns, most of the time, especially I was talking to Christian about this earlier, a lot of my concerns, um, derived from the Austin Hooper kind of experiment where, you know, he came from a system who uh, where he was playing behind like Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. So he was able to perform because he had big name wide receivers out there. And so a lot of these free agent wide receivers, I'm like, are you a product of your environment or whatever the case may be? We're looking at Christian Kirk. We saw D hop go down last year. You know what I mean? And so we saw a little bit, Of more Christian Kirk when everybody going into a game and everybody knows that, you know, he might get the ball. And so to still perform in a kind of uh, a situation like that is appealing to me because, you know, you want to take a little bit of pressure off of that potentially. Uh, uh, first round wide receiver, or your other young wide receiver that you might pick up, um, depending who, who, whichever route AB goes. But uh, it's 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 one of those things that you know. Hey, would I like to have juice there? Yes. Um, to kind of uh, cultivate that and kind of instill some leadership and uh, instill some confidence, absolutely. But am I going to pay a guy sixteen million to be a motivational speaker, or <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or uh, am, or am I going to pay him, you know, move that money elsewhere to? bring in a guy who can actually, you know, yeah, n- not shake up the locker room too too much, you know.
0: Yeah. And you know, the more and more I think about it, I, I don't know if Juice is gonna be back next year. Yeah. Uh we'll probably find out sometime this week because Juice's uh, agent and Andrew Barry are supposed to meet this week in Indianapolis. So um this may be one of the final this probably be our last podcast before um we know if Juice is gonna be a brown or not or yep. So um I mean, loved his time in Cleveland, but if he has to go, I mean, he has to go. I mean, it's a, it's a business.
2: business is a business. By the it. way,
0: Christian Kirk,
2: 25 years old. Oh, yeah. Yep. So. Well, and
0: he played at Texas A&M. Yeah. And who else played at Texas A&M? <laughs> Miles oh. Garrett.
2: <laughs> so So very something to watch out for. Something if you, and if it happens, <laughs> you already hear breaking news from the Buffalo. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: also if we do get Christian Kirk, I think that opens up more for a uh in the draft for a Drake London or Traylon Barks Absolutely. Like, yes. Getting Absolutely. that bigger bigger, bigger wide receiver. receiver, you know, Christian Kirk at, at five, I think five eleven uh, yeah, 511.
2: So um it definitely opens the door to mm-hmm. a more bigger wide receiver friendly. So you never know. You never know. We might have, we might have cracked it open right now. AB's B's brain. We'll see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> From the Buffalo. <laughs> <I love
1: himself. laughs>
0: but, um, and speaking of uh, Drake London and Traylon Burks, 13th pick. So uh mac what do you who do you think we go with like who are who if you're andrew barry who are you taking at 13.
1: so uh i I mean it's really all between um 13 is very high for a guy like jamison williams now you ask me the first week of january i'm telling you jamison williams Mm -hmm. i'm screening it from the rooftops i'm getting t-shirts made (laughs) <laughs> you know, with that injury, it's really hard to take him within the top 15 there. Um, right. you now, granted, th- there's no reason for me to believe that he won't bounce back. But for a guy to be wide receiver one, I, I like him for him to be available since the day that we draft him. You don't yeah. have to integrate him late in camp. Um, you-, you know, it- it's it's going to be a gamble whether or not he's going to be ready to go by camp. And you need to get those reps because especially like in a timing offense, reps are everything. The playbook mm-hmm. is everything in Stefanski's mm-hmm. offense. So looking at that, um, it, it's really a toss-up uh, for me uh, between Garrett Wilson and Drake London. Now, depending on the combine, which I I know sure we'll talk later on. Um, you, you know that's going to be Traylon Burks' time to shine because he has all that raw ability, right? You, you know he's six three. He has that two twenty frame, but mm-hmm. he might. Legitimately run a four-three. Yeah. Y- you know, he is a big, hefty guy. There's no reason mm-hmm. why he should be running that fast. Yeah. So um now I, I really think all-, all signs do point to Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, Drake London is great. I-, I love his first couple steps off the line. He really gets that kind of separation. He's got that big frame. Um, but his injury history really scares me. Um, and you know, now tell me to take off my tinfoil hat if I sound crazy. Um, <laughs> but all those jump balls, um, just going through his highlight. Now his highlights blow me away. Yes. Okay? Yes. I, I absolutely love his tape, but it's almost like every time he comes down with a jump ball, he, it, it feels like his bones or he, he just looks like a kind of guy where, you know, he's jumping 30. Almost forty, 40 feet yes, in the air, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 coming yeah. down and he's falling on it. Like, hold your different. breath. Yeah, it's his injury history. Really, really scares me. I mean, Garrett Wilson, unless he completely just underperforms at the combine, he's to me he's Mister Reliable. He catches everything thrown to him. He still gets fifteen yards. You, you know he. Broke multiple records at Lake Travis, which is the, you know, Baker Mayfield's high school. Not that that matters, but, <laughs> you, you know, he was the second buck, Buckeye ever to record four straight games over 100 yards receiving. The only wow. person to do that was Chris Carter, and he's a Hall of Famer. Yes. So, you, you know, it, it he put he on a pretty impressive show Um, his last couple of games, you know, um, like almost 30 receptions, almost 400 yards, six TDs. Um, and he's one of those guys to where his feet, when you watch him, it's almost like a symphony, right? You you know, he has arguably the best route running in this class. Yes. When you talk about a guy that beats man coverage, which the Browns need, by the way, you know, flip on the Pittsburgh film, flip on Baltimore, and it'll show you right there. You got to get a guy that can get open and get open fast. Garrett Wilson is that guy.
2: I, I like I like Garrett Wilson. I like Garrett Wilson a lot, and I think that a guy who can also you can uh, like some mock drafts have him falling a little bit, and then you could pick up uh with your with your third round pick. Um, I like Jahad Donson um, mm-hmm. from Penn State, five eleven. You know what I mean, one eighty four, and I, I and I think what I like about a lot of these guys who are. Probably your offense's most popular player. They require a lot of attention in a in a, in a in a power five conference, right? So everyone knows that Jahan Dogson's getting the ball, but he still is able to produce. It, it you know it kind of bounced out like to me off of the screen, kind of like a like a in a situation like in the Super Bowl with Cooper Cup when OBJ went down. Everybody knew Cooper Cup was getting the ball, and he still scored a touchdown at the end of the game. So it's like one of those situations where you need to have a guy who's comfortable with being able to create space and comfortable with it being able to be like hey they're going to go to this guy and i don't know if you know you know correct me if i'm wrong but i don't know if i got that from dpj being the most you know confident wide receiver one last season it's like you know you put him in some of those roles it's a little bit premature maybe gives them some time to get up into that point but i want to get guys who are comfortable with being that predominantly uh, uh wide receiver one kind of guy so yeah. for sure Jahan dodson um Obviously, Jalen Tolbert, 6'3", Justin Ross from Clemson, 6'4". You know, bigger body guys that you can get later on, Uh, Christian Watson, uh, North Dakota State, six, five, um, Mm -hmm. a little bit, a little bit under six, five. So like you're, like you're saying, Mac, the, 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 the combine is going to be very important. I know a lot of guys aren't going to want to run the 40. Some guys are like, Oh, I'll do this, but not that. And it's, it's more of a common theme these days that a lot of people are taking a little bit of a backseat toward the combine. But you know, those are kind of the guys that I would be looking, looking at, but definitely Garrett Wilson and Drake London would not surprise me if they, if they go at 13, um, And then we'll – I'm very curious to see who they'll get in as a wide receiver too because I truly believe that the Browns will go uh, to wide receiver draft kind of –
0: this is kind of the year for it. Yeah, agreed. Um, But one guy that I think that's going to shock a lot of people at this combine this week is another Ohio State receiver and Chris Alave. Mm -hmm. The dude has some of (laughs) like the most beautiful route running I've ever seen, and he's consistent, and he's got that experience because, I mean, he's played in some really big games at Ohio State. Huge and i think that he's just gonna he's gonna show out a little bit at this For combine so i think his stock's gonna move up um i really like him i mean if his i mean if he just shows out there and then his pro day at ohio state i wouldn't be mad at it at 13. so <laughs> wouldn't be mad oh, at it at all
1: oh exactly i, I mean i'd go as far as uh, any of the five receivers you know wilson williams london burks um or olave any of those guys i would love him at 13. yep um, now, I'm watching Traylon Burks's cone drill, like
2: very closely, <laughs> mm, very yeah. closely, mm, because
1: that is the one thing that stops me from taking that guy at 13. Because you you want to talk about the most potential out of this whole group, mm. I would say that's him. Um, you, you know, they they clocked him in um, at 22 miles an hour game speed, mm-hmm. which is huge. Mm. And um, not only you know do the Browns need to improve on. Um, that man-to-man separation and getting open, but they also need yards after catch. Yeah, Um, yeah, And, you know, that was just simply something that they did not have there. Um, Now, granted, it's going to be curious to see what um, Anthony Schwartz's role is next Mm -hmm. year. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, he was injured most of the year um, with that concussion um, and kind of got buried under the, you know, in the depth chart when Odell was on the field. Mm -hmm. So it's um, curious to see where he's at, but, you know, Definitely, in in terms of potential, I would say that Traylon Burks uh, is—you know—he's going to be the, depending on where he goes, of course. But you you know, he's going to be that hidden gem um, in terms of wide receiver at the draft.
2: Absolutely. Is is is? is, This is a quick, not to interject, Christian, but Mm -hmm. this is a little bit of a of a side tangent question for you know for everyone. Um, But if there is, is there a like a, a, a realistic player that if they happen to drop, um, that is not a wide receiver. Is there a player? Obviously, it won't be a you know Aiden Hutchinson. It's not going to be that kind of guy. But is there a guy that if they fall to thirteen, um, that you would think about not getting a wide receiver? Is it a like if some from? some magical reason why like Derek Stingley Jr. If he drops or, you know, a George Karloftis, Um, is there a player? um, It doesn't matter who goes first, Christian or or Mac, but is there a player that, um, that, that you see that you could see the Browns taking and saying, Hey, we're not going to go a wide receiver. We're going to go this route because he's clearly the best player on the board.
1: I, um, there, there's really only, I, I would say very few, um, one of them being, um, you know, Ojabo um out of Michigan, mm-hmm. you, you know, pairing that edge rusher. Um, now it just kind of, again, goes back to the fact of, all right, so if they don't pick a wide receiver with that first pick, yeah. you, you know, what do they go from there? And that's whether or not they get that wide receiver one in free agency mm. and, Now, not saying that the guys that are going to be outside, you you know, the first 32 picks, but when you start getting into the second round, there's a lot of kind of off the ball, kind of slot wide receivers, not really necessarily complete. You can't really trust them with that big workload. So you're really kind of gambling there. Um, But I, I mean, there's always kind of that guy that's that drops. And Andrew Barry, he's not, He doesn't get tunnel vision, right? He's always thinking about all his options and he's always thinking about the future. So if there is a guy that's going to drop like that, um, you you know, I wouldn't be surprised for him to get it. But also you have to think about on the other side with these wide receivers. Are we really going to let them pass pass us by? I I Mm. mean, you know, no chance by 13 that. Both London and. um and Garrett Wilson are both going to be there. I yeah. mean, there's, there's no guarantee. Yeah. So, you know, they might just have to pick wide receiver just because they can't pass upon these
2: guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's another good point because, you know, it's not also that somebody might fall it's just that your top two, top three wide receivers are just taken. And, yeah. and so Christian, what about you? Is there a guy
0: that you, you know, uh, okay. Okay. If Kyle Hamilton is there at 13, bro, we um, got to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, I don't think he's going to make it out of the top five, but if he makes it, if he makes it to 13, man, let's get the Legion of Boom in Cleveland. Let's have <laughs> lock down on the lake. Let's have it. Cause I mean, him and Grant Nelpit and JJ3, that'd be hard to pass on, man. It really would – I mean, he's a big –
2: Kyle uh, Hamilton out of Notre Dame, 6'4", 220. You know, he's rated uh, second overall on the PFF big board uh, uh, for uh, available draftable players. So it's like right behind Aiden Hutchinson. So if some – Aiden Hutchinson. So if there's a a chance that Kyle Hamilton does uh, drop 213, I mean, it's one of – he's one of those players that it's kind of like, you know.
1: I mean, his closing, his closing speed from center field is absolutely unreal. I I mean, like the, you know, it's, it's the, I, I don't know. I just, uh, my dad's a big Notre Dame fan. So I I watched, you know, a couple games this year and the fact that, you know, even on like when a quarterback's trying to find that soft spot right behind the corner on cover two, like that he can, he can go sideline to sideline and he just plays so fast so yeah, yeah, I definitely agree if he's on the board, you, you know, they have to take him.
0: Yeah. And like you could even move Grant Delpit into like a linebacker role too. Mm-hmm. So you could have JJ3 the free safety, him at the strong safety and then bump him up, have JOK and Grant Delpit in the middle of the field. <laughs> that'd be That'd be that'd tough to be. It's going it be beat. very tough to beat. And, and
2: and honestly, to be able to go against a guy like Lamar Jackson, that is going to be uh, very helpful to have
0: speed on the field. You know what I mean? So, yeah. very good point. But uh, one thing that I've, I don't know how, if you guys have this feeling either, uh, but Traylon Burks is starting to give me a DK Metcalf Bob. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think that his, like like you said, you're, you want to see his cone drill. I think that that might, like if it's kind of like DK's, if he falls into the, okay, let's say he falls to late first, like thirty first, thirty second pick, do you move up and take two wide receivers in the draft, like first two rounds or first? Yeah, round? I mean, it is trailing Bur- Burks? What what not? What
1: fascinates him about me is that not only okay, so he's he's of course fast for his size. But his acceleration is also there too. Mm -hmm. You know, he can be that kind of ball carrier. So you get um, now uh, extremely premature. He hasn't even played a down of NFL football yet. Yeah. But it's when I look at him, I I look at more of, okay, so what what could Josh Gordon do after the catch? What could, uh, obviously, you know, he's got a bigger frame than Debo Samuel, but like Mm -hmm. maybe that kind of role for him. Maybe the jet sweeps, the wide receiver screens, you you know, ways to get the ball out quick. To your playmakers and ask them to make a play
2: okay yeah i dig that I that's dig that, that that is very that's a very good point and i you know if if there's an ability to get i mean that that actually is very true i would not it would not put it past me if ab like you know if 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 he starts to fall just trade up for burks you know because i, I think that Again, it's talking about those – like one of the things I touched on is just the the attention to wide receiver one. And, and at Arkansas, he's clear wide receiver one. So it's like it's one of those things in the SECs, like people know that he's getting the ball. And I, I, I like that. I like that. That's one of the things that I like. Um, and just touching a little bit on, on Chris Alavi, one of the notes that I have down for him is just his uh, – just, just a little touch if I have the plug in for Chris Alavi. I really like the way he's able to hide his hands – For balls that are in midair, just for better corners, they usually get to your hands before the catch, but he's able to just, you know, not put his hands out there so early that the DB knows exactly where the ball is going. He waits to the last moment. And it's something that I've seen on his film just today. I was just watching this film today and I was like, wow, I like that trait in a guy. You know what i mean mm-hmm. so because on the nfl level if you're doing that on college and the nfl level that's going to seamlessly come over and if it's second nature to you and you were doing it you know in your you know uh two years in in college when it one and a half two years in college it's like that's going to transfer over that's a habit that's going to transfer over and that's one less thing you need to learn
0: when you get to the nfl for sure yeah and What we need most is guys that can catch the ball. Uh, That's what receivers are paid for, just to catch it, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, moving forward, so Manny, who is like one guy that you're excited to see in the combine? Like who's one guy you just like, you're zoned in, you want to know everything about this guy at the combine?
2: I want to see as much as I
0: can of,
2: I have three. I want to see as much as I can of Drake London. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to see, I just, there's a lot of mystique surrounding guys that are uh, like, like projected to be one one or two at their position. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I want to see what just with his peers, in a situation like this, I want to see what he does, uh, what he can show on film. I know I don't think I don't think that he's running the forty at the NFL Combine. I think he said he's going to run it at a different time, but I have to double check on that. But um, Devontae Wyatt, uh, defensive tackle from Georgia, I'm interested to see uh, him. Uh, I want to see his footwork and uh, his mobility, and you you kind of get a better idea of how guys are are cutting. and And I know a lot of people on the medical staff. Are going to get a chance to uh, really zone in on how much weight he's pl- planting on certain footwork drills and things like that. Stuff to watch out for. Uh, I want to see Devontae Wyatt, and I also um, want to see Sky Moore. So Sky Moore is a guy that I'm really interested in seeing a little bit more about. I know he's a little bit on the smaller, the smaller end for a wide receiver 5'10, 5'11", Um, but I want to see his skill set, um, just his raw skill set. Um, and so out of Western Michigan, and I know a lot of guys who are at smaller schools, um, they they have a lot more to show, especially your Christian Watsons, you know, as an FCS athlete, it's like, hey, you really got to show out. So I, I know a lot of uh, some scouts are saying that he didn't, you know, blow away the competition like he's supposed to as an FCS athlete. I'm um, just being more athletically gifted than everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm excited to see him on a, like on a, on a, on a, micro scale and just really analyze him from that position for sure though. So I guess it's four. <laughs>
0: four guys <I'm> looking at. <laughs> so how about you, Matt? Uh,
1: so, uh, I mean, obviously I, I can sit here all day and talk about Traylon Burks. Um, oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you guys two different ones. Um, <laughs> number one, uh, I'm looking at Jordan Davis. Ah, uh, Jordan granted, Davis. his, his, um his age is going to be outside the guardrails So I don't know necessarily if the Browns will pick him. He is a little bit on, the older side um the browns want those kind of guys that are like around like 25 26 when they get in that second contract yeah. um but i don't know i've i've watched him a lot this year now he's a granted a very good run defender but if, if you can't stay on the field for you, you know more than two downs it, yeah. it's going to be troubling and he yeah. struggled hard against those kind of guys that were running the hurry up offense that were keeping guys on the field you can't substitute so um and one of the things that I've that I've got called out for, uh, you know, on Twitter is saying <laughs> that I just he just doesn't to me it doesn't look like he moves all that well. So yeah. I'm looking at him, you, you know, seeing what his 40 time is. Um, there's mm-hmm. there's completely different reports. I, I read one report that he runs. Eight, like four, seven, four, eight. There's another report that I see that he runs a five, five. So I don't know what to believe wow, anymore. Wow. I, yeah. 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 So it, like, I, I'm success. just trying to make sense of that. Um, yeah. another one and, and I know, and I know damn well, and I will, I'll sell my car if this happens no, I'm not <laughs> because in the one, uh, you know, I, I actually do need my vehicles, so. <laughs> but I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Malik Willis, you know, um, mm-hmm. his, uh, he, his senior bowl, I mean, he's got the he's got the tools. He, he's a very elusive kind of guy. He can he can run the football when needed to, um, and he's got the arm. But I really want to see his footwork in the pocket. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was pretty concerning um, at the senior bowl watching him run some of those boots. Which is, by the way, I know what like the Browns won't take him because I mean he it it looked ugly. With him, you know, trying to trying to make a boot left. It just his footwork. It just not just wasn't there. So I'm, you know, I'm looking at him and see how he does in his pro day, because in terms of all the quarterbacks, if you look at it, he's going to be more than likely the first one taken just on pure potential. Like he Mm -hmm. he gives me those kind of like Trey Lance vibes, you you know, small school, not a lot of reps, but he's got a little bit of both in terms of athleticism and traditional. Like, so he's definitely a guy that I would be looking at just to see from a footwork standpoint. And, you you know, is mechanics wise, you know, where he's at.
0: Yeah. Um, Some guys that I'm thinking that I'm going to watch in the combine. I've got three, actually. One is Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just want to see how he does route running and all that. Um, and just 40 time. That'd be nice to see. If, he, <laughs> if can get us to like a 4-4, 4-3, 4-5, whatever he wants to run. Uh, whatever he decides to run that day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Another guy that kind of intrigues me is Bailey Zappi. Mm. Um, I've been kind of high on him since the end of uh, the NFL season. I don't think I think we need to get another guy in instead of Case Keenum. Um, that contract's kind of hefty for a backup. So we get another guy probably fourth, fifth round contract-wise. I mean, let him sit under there. And, I mean, he, he broke the record for most touchdowns and yards in a season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he's pretty – he's decent. I mean, mm-hmm. Western Kentucky is I was is about to say
1: a, a fourth or a fifth-round flyer. I mean, that's not too shabby.
2: Not at all not at all if he if he if he drops that position, I I would not hate it if they
0: did go to the Bailey's at Yeah, and my last guy same as you man. He is uh, Devontae. Wyatt. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see what he puts up because uh, I mean, I watched a little bit of Georgia and had to watch them dominate my my Wildcats (laughs) Um, So I got to see a little bit of Jordan Davis and that (laughs) front four with Devontae Wyatt Mm -hmm. and I mean, they kind of piggybacked off each other, and you know, they just dominated the the line of the offensive line. And Kentucky's known for their offensive line nationally, so they I mean, they yeah. produced quite a bit of, and I mean, they got Darian Kennard coming out, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. one of the top tackles. So I'm it, just excited to see him.
2: It's definitely it's definitely going to be very exciting. And you know, going back to Max's point about Jordan Davis, I just it's six seven. 360 pounds it's like yes. if this guy if you can find a way to get healthy you know what i mean I I, <laughs> I I i just and and to not have that be a health concern in the nfl and have footwork like just work on footwork this off season mm-hmm. i i personally would not mind um at all like you know if Jordan Davis I don't even know if Jordan Davis is going to fall but if Jordan Davis falls to that position and, and, and falls too deep I would not mind the Browns trading up and, and trying to figure out a way to get their hands on him um, because he's a stud he's going to be he's going to be a workhorse so I'm really excited to see him
0: in the NFL combine yeah he could uh, be like a sure. Vince Wilfork yeah exactly 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 Just well, plug well, up the, the whole,
1: Browns kind of need that kind overalls. of guy right you yeah. know? Yeah, a a lot of people now and and, you know, here's me digging again. But Mm -hmm. I um, I was recently looking across some stats because it it just when you look at the Browns defensive stats, like on like on the surface level. Right. Just overall yards that they gave up per year. They they look like a pretty top team. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so since Cincinnati, that first game against Cincinnati, they they average giving up like. 130 140 yards a game mm-hmm. you, you know so it's um they need those kind of run stuffers and yeah. when you look at it you, you know we we still don't know what's going on sorry 136 yards per game i was pulling yeah. that but yeah, it just yeah, you know you look at Malik mcdowell we don't know his situation and whether or not he's even going to be you know like uh, a member of society
0: like, mm-hmm. yeah in, in very, a couple yeah, months yeah, his yeah, still is yeah.
1: going out it's still very um, serious yeah i know damn well uh andrew barry is not paying for malik jackson again um (laughs) on a one-year deal i I mean we're talking about like 19 missed tackles as an interior guy like it's Mm -hmm. just that's it's it's definitely going to be a point of emphasis at their d tackle position um and and again just like how you said manny um you you know jordan davis if he can get that healthy right like if he if he's the kind of guy where now granted, you, you know, I'll never I'll never argue a guy that can that can move at his weight. Mm-mm, but mm-mm. if he can't if he can't move at the weight that he's at, he's gotta he's got a dropper. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be able to make it. I mean, look at a guy like Albert Hainsworth, right? You, yeah. you know, he was yeah. he, he was that big badass over the middle. And then, you know, he went over to the Redskins, he got paid and he missed all his weigh ins and You know, wasn't very good after that because he couldn't move. So, um, you know, so, yeah, definitely, definitely got to look at.
0: We kind of had that problem this year with Andrew Billings. Yeah. Like, he he came off the COVID year, and we were all expecting him to be a good rotational piece and big dud. So, and he just couldn't move, man. It just looked like he was, like, hobbling.
1: They picked him over Larry Ogunjobi and that's yeah. what I still can't get over. <laughs> yeah. you, you know,
2: it's... It is it's tough. tough. It is tough. I think it's it's something that I was thinking, now that you're talking about just potential like um, uh, defensive linemen, would you consider, if you got a Jordan Davis or Devontae Wyatt, would you consider bringing back, speaking of Larry Ogunjobi, would you consider bringing back Larry Ogunjobi, uh, Larry Ogunjobi or Sheldon Richardson? I know they're um, uh, free agents. Um, I think also, I, I have to check on... I think Clayus Campbell 6'8. You know, I think yes. uh so it's like it's something that is very intriguing. You know, I, I I'm I'm not I'm I'm am ten. I, I would be terrified to walk up to a line and see Jordan Davis six seven and then Clayus Campbell. I like I, you know I yeah. it just, along you know with know Miles
0: I mean? Garrett and, and Jen G exactly I, mean? I
2: think it's unfair.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> um, uh quite frankly. So I it's what it's you know you have some you have some options at uh at a defensive tackle uh would you consider bringing back guys like that just to complement uh Jordan Davis I, or DeVontae White
1: well yeah a- absolutely um you know i mean you got to especially because free agency is a lot deeper at d tackle than the yeah. draft is um yeah. you, you know yeah. you got to attack that first um now in terms of defensive line you, you know all D tackles are not the same Yes, Um, and they need to get now. And especially with, because we knew by the end of the year, Malik Jackson was more than likely just not going to be here. So McDowell's situation just um, just kind of flipped everything on its head. And the Browns really need, they, they need that one technique, you, you know, the guy that can go inside shade of the guard, outside, outside shade of the center there, you know, who is the run stuffer And then you have a three, three technique, a guy like Sheldon Richardson. Now I do think he's a little bit older, a little bit more expensive, yeah. but bringing Larry back, he's been in the system, seven sacks, 24 pressures this year. And he flourished now for a backup plan. If they can't get it, Larry Joby, because the the Bengals have a tough decision, you know, next year. They have to pay a lot of guys. They're not going to be able to pay both Larry and BJ Hill, who is yes. his backup. Yes. You yes. Know, BJ Hill started only two games, still got five and a half sacks, and to play defensive tackle. Now, granted, uh, you, you know you can, especially in Joe Woods's you, you know four, two, 5 defense, you can make two arguments. You, you know, one would be defensive tackle isn't that important, but in all reality, it is because there's a lot of pressure put on those guys. Mm-hmm. But in terms of pass rushing situations, you have Miles Garrett and more than likely Jadavian Clowney on the other side. They're screaming off the edge. The first thing the quarterbacks will want to do is step up. So you need kind of guys that are that strong. And Larry is a very strong guy. Now, he's a smaller three technique, but he can still push the pocket, which is why he got a lot of his sacks because he was there. You know, you had a guy like um, Trey Hendrickson that would come screaming off the edge. The quarterback would step up, and he's right there for the sack, which is how he got a lot of his numbers. Mm -hmm. So definitely bringing back back a guy like Larry that's been through the system, that'd be Mm -hmm. a great idea.
2: Mm-hmm. I think uh, I would like to see a little bit of, I wanted to see a little bit more film of uh, Tommy, Tommy Togiai. Uh, yes. So I would like to see a little bit more of, of him. Um, and I, I don't really have too many high hopes for him, but I, I would like to see him succeed, obviously um, a little bit of a, you know, kind of a bias because he is a high state guy, but so, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but I, I, I really do want to see this defensive line be addressed uh, because if you put guys in there that can succeed, and uh, again, Jordan Davis, Devontae White, because I'm, I, those you know, I don't know if Jordan Davis is going to fall, but I'm pretty sure we can get Devontae White uh, with our second pick. But, uh, I think that that would be very advantageous to Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. I really like it, it, it might want, it might be one of the determining factors for Jadavion to say, Hey, let me not ask for the Brinks truck to be a, for another one year, <laughs> two year kind of situation. And I see with the guys you're bringing in on this line, it can help me out. I won't get so fatigued. You know, it's a longer season. You know, I see some really good studs and obviously playing alongside Miles Garrett. So just, I,
0: I personally like it. I personally would, would, would totally push for that for sure. Yeah, and one guy that uh, that kind of intrigues me that's already on the Browns roster is Jordan Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, we didn't really get to see him as much, I guess, because we were, we had Malik McDowell and mm-hmm. uh, Malik Jackson out there a little bit more, and which we really didn't get to see Tommy Togia either. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, going from his rookie year two years ago into the second year, I mean, I was kind of big on him. I was like, "Man, this might—I mean, he might show out. Like, might yeah. be Malik McDowell and Jordan Elliott's. Like, they're gonna be leading the pack. And then you just kind of never saw him. So, I mean, yeah. he might put in that work this off-season. Come in as an underdog, take the I job. I do
1: like his motor, and I—and I will say this. Um, you, you know, he's—he's he's been put out there in a in a couple pass rush situations. Um, I remember him being big in the Steelers game. Now, granted, he messed up, their kicker something yeah. Oh, yeah yeah oh, yeah 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 that, yeah, was, yeah that was Chris that Balls was Balls the, Balls like everybody <laughs> <in> like <laughs> even even my buddies we were looking at each other we're like we're like dude i don't even know if that was legal but that was, that was yeah like, know <laughs> it, you know um but it, it's just his relentless pursuit like he does give a lot of effort out there definitely he's worth bringing in on a flyer back into camp um and it, it's it's going to be a proving year for him but yeah i would like to see where he where he's at year three
0: yeah and you know we just we need to have somebody step up because you you don't know if we're going to be able to get that guy in free agency but i mean you, as you said it is a pretty deep um, class or however you want to say it, free agency mm-hmm, um yeah. but man i just keep thinking about Calais Campbell the likelihood of him coming to cleveland cuz he's going to win a big payday cuz he's Calais yeah, Campbell yeah for yeah yeah out loud. yeah yeah but i, I, I
2: you know i, I i'm really I'm really excited, and I also want to see Tack McKinley get back healthy. You know, I feel yes. good start for his, his torn Achilles. I'm, Even if I, he's I,
1: not on the Browns, man, I yeah. I, I want anywhere. nothing more than Tack to be healthy next year. <laughs> I was so he was.
2: I mean, he was playing his heart out, and mm-hmm. I I really liked him a lot. So wherever he goes, you know, we wish him the best. We wish he's doing. Health, hope he's doing healthy. Um, so, but yeah, back to your point about you know if there if there could be any chance of Clay's Campbell. Or even bringing Larry back, I, I I I'm all for it, and I'm very excited
1: for it for sure. Well, here's a guy that nobody's talking about at defensive tackle position in free agency, Akeem Hicks. He's only 32. Wow. Yes. Six, wow. four, six four, thirty five. Now he we can get the Browns can get him on a discount um, just some, simply because his injuries last year. He didn't play a lot of games. He couldn't rack up the stats. He got uh-huh. 29 pressures two years ago. Wow like he he still got it and he's that mean guy in the middle he is a big body presence he can be a run defender you know and that's what the browns need they need a big strong body that can push the pocket and provide that kind of run support
2: mm-hmm. and and give some experience to whoever comes in through the draft yeah, for sure that too. you know what i mean and and i think that that is that is two birds one stone right there yep. and so I, that that is a really good point and that's something i'm going to write i'm going to write him down because that's a very that is a really good point too
0: yeah, and he's like a perennial pro bowler, all pro D tackle, so being that big man experience and hopefully it goes into a Super Bowl. You never know. You never Super know. Bowl, Super Browns <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 that man that says a uh, Super Bowl after that uh, Horrific year we just had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know. I'm telling
1: you, all all signs are pointing. Browns will be in the
0: playoffs next year. Oh, yeah, because, like, the defense down the stretch, like you said, <laughs> since the Bengals game, what did you say, 136 yards hey, per game? Yeah. Yes. That yep. defense, had we just averaged, what was it, like 20 points a game that second half of the season? <sighs> We're in the playoffs. We've went, we've won the AFC North um, close, we'll probably, what, Second place, third place. Laves. I mean, hell,
1: a couple field goals, even with a couple how of field bad goals, yeah. the yeah. offense was just a couple field goals, and uh, and and you know, a non you know, shout out Scottish Hammer, thank you for you <laughs> know, your time here in Cleveland. But you know, that drop punt that was you know, week the, one, yeah,
2: Kansas City, yeah, that 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 it's it's heartbreaking it's, it's stuff, it's stuff like that. That's like you know, that game was. You know, walking away from that game, honestly, I was like, you know, uh, hey, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, but then the Kansas City Chiefs started to fall off a little bit later in the season. And it was, I mean, earlier in the season, I'm like, well, are we kidding me? We lost to the Chiefs. We lost to this team. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, I wanted to have that game back, but then obviously they came back. But it's like, it's, it's little plays like that. And it's, you know, I hope that we address kicker as well. Um, mm-hmm. No, no offense to Chase McLaughlin, but I, but I'd like, you know in this division we have like I believe we have the best division for kickers in the NFL. Uh, you know, you're 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 looking at Chris Boswell, Justin Tucker, and then uh now you have McPherson. So it's like I would like the Browns to address kicker there. It, it it's it's a game that is averaging, you know, between three points, four points each game. So it's like you want to address that kind of situation. Yeah. And honestly, like you guys are saying, I, I'm very optimistic because uh, you know, the Steelers are going to have their quarterback problems and they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do but under center. And they have the second hardest division going into next year because they finished second in the AFC uh, North. And so I think that I'm looking at, hey, the only person I'm really concerned about is Baltimore Ravens because they're going to come back healthy and they're going to have the easiest Mm -hmm. schedule. And we know that the Bengals had the easiest schedule this year and look what it ended up. I'm not saying that, hey, they had to still beat their teams, obviously, but having the easiest schedule does help. So, you know,
1: J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards coming back. I I mean, that's a huge boost to their offense.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so that's a point taken, really, for sure.
0: Yeah. And we got to get a kicker that can kick in the cold and the wind. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, these kickers, they'll kick good like the first half of the season. And then when the weather changes, Yep. And we start getting closer to winter, it's like they can't kick anymore. I, I,
2: and I they was, I was, yips. yeah, and I was tweeting it out. I was, I was, I was this close. I remember my tweets. I was gonna buy a McLaughlin jersey because that's how, that's how excited <laughs> I was
1: for him. He was automatic from, he was 50. Automatic. like, How, how do you go yeah. automatic from 50 and, and then, then all of a sudden missing? It was that he got one kick that was blocked.
2: Yeah. and then it was just all hell down. downhill from there. Yeah, you know, and to your point, Krishna, I don't know if it was the weather and Mag. Honestly, w- was it the block kick? Because sometimes that can get to you. You know, as a kicker, it's one of you, it, like I know your only job is to kick, and sometimes it's out of your control. Sometimes somebody gets to their hand on the ball, but like it's like once you got, once you got that that kick blocked, it's like Chase, come on, man, it's you know. I know sometimes we were going for it on fourth, on fourth
1: down a lot, but it's like yeah. the point where if you have an automatic kicker back there, it's yeah. like,
2: I'll, you know.
1: Hey. It changes your your whole dynamic. It changes how far you need to get upfield. You, yeah. you, know, you don't no longer do you need that. to score a touchdown if you're down by two points. Yeah. Um, and, and I used to listen to, uh, before he got like big, big, I used to listen to a lot of Pat McAfee. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, one yeah. of his first yeah. guests that he would bring on would be Adam Van Terry.
2: Yeah, and yeah.
1: The more and more that he would talk about, you know, being his holder um, and going through and being a kicker at WVU, it's just it's all between the ears and it's your mm-hmm. mechanics. How many steps that you're taking, how far, um, how far your leg is swinging, you know, are you going to follow through all the way? OK, well, I missed it to the right this time. So, like, do I need to adjust my kick now? Do I not need to adjust it? Do I just need to go out there and smack the hell out of it? Y- you know, it's probably one of the mentally toughest positions in all of sports Mm -hmm. because you make it, you are the hero, you miss it. And more than likely you're, you're getting cut next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like terrible kickers are a dime a dozen in the NFL. I mean, there's plenty because kicking is a very hard thing to do, right? Yeah. You know, there's very few elite guys. So it's just, it, it's almost like you want to, you want to do like an in-depth interview with him right you you know you want to just like kind of just see what's cooking in between the ears because it's that's the only thing that i can explain other than going into detail about a phil dawson curse but yeah you you know
0: i think he has to have the stamp of approval on our next kicker like he has to sit down they got (laughs) to hang out for like at least two months um (laughs) and they got to go kick together and Cause like, I mean, well, like
1: hey, I would hold a kicking camp down at first energy and, <laughs> and I would just say, Hey, this is, this is going to be a walk in the park compared to what you're kicking in December. I want to see what you're doing right now.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and the question I have for, 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 for both of you now that we're talking about a, a kickers is, you know, how likely are you, if you guys were, we'll take turns and ask both of you, but, uh, but how likely if you were Andrew Barry? Would you consider taking a kicker in this draft if there were one you really liked, and if there one is one you would like right now, um, who would it be? I mean, I know there's there's Cameron Dicker, Jordan Stout, uh, Matt Raza out of San Diego State, um, or is there somebody in free agency, or would you would you just not you know would you not draft a kicker, or would you pull a Cincinnati Bengals and draft a kicker?
1: In terms of free agency, it's going to be really hard to find, you know, a really good free agent kicker. Um, Now, I'm not at at all, like, well-versed in terms of, like, college kickers. Um, But I I would definitely say, I I mean, you have to (laughs) at least get it at some point. You need to have more than one kicker coming into camp, right? Because you need to get that competition. And not only just for the sole fact of, you know, competition breeds the best, but you want to put these guys under pressure situations. Yeah. Yeah. You want to see where it's at because anytime you, they get you yeah. want to, like the, I mean, the fact that you bring, you're bringing in two guys and you're looking at them and saying, Hey, you, you know, hundred percent chance. One of you is not going to have a job in a couple of days. Mm. You know, that's mm-hmm. like, it, it just kind of raises the stakes and it allows to like get as much pressured, simulated into the situation as possible, which is, yeah. you, you know, what you, what you want to do for, like what you want to do for kickers, because I, I mean, you can go out and you can kick it. I mean, most of these guys, right. They post videos of them kicking 65 yarders yeah. out on the turf and yeah. they're just putting it right through. Well, mm-hmm. of, of course it, it's almost like an NBA player, you know, practicing half court shots. I mean, nobody's in his face. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So very good point very good point.
1: It's you need to have that competition. Now, more than likely, I, I would say if, if if you if you like if you ask me free agency or draft, more than likely it's probably going to be draft. I'm sure that Andrew Barry and Paul T. Podesta have some kind of you know stat and percentage mm-hmm. in terms of efficiency of kickers, and I bet mm-hmm. you they have a, at least one or two guys circled. So yeah, I would say that they pick up a kicker in the draft. Now I have no idea
2: who, yeah, but
1: yeah. definitely they're walking out with a kicker. On draft
2: I, I totally agree. Put yeah. the pressure on them. Put the competition on them. Breathe down their necks. I don't care what you do. Make them make them parallel park in tight situations. Make them sweat. Yeah. The off <laughs> you know, because I I think I think that it's we need a kicker who is confident, cool, collected. I'm hearing all these stories about McPherson in the playoffs, saying, you know, we're going to the Super Bowl and all this stuff before he starts kicking, and like we're going to they, you know, it's like it's like it's stuff that I want. Out of my kicker, and I'm like, yeah, you gotta be kidding me. I want that. So, yeah. oh, Christian, what do you, what do you, what do you think?
0: So, if we do go the free agency route, I want Nick Folk. Um, mm-hmm. He played, I think, about five, six years with the Patriots, mm-hmm. and he played about seven years with the Jets. So he's a cold weather kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, and I mean, he's been very pretty, accurate, just, cold yeah, weather kicker. Yeah, yes, yeah, so, yes, and Super Bowl winning kicker too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean he played a big part in that uh one against the Rams, yeah so so
2: that's that's a very that's a very good point, i think to be honest with you, I like what I've seen uh out of uh Colquette, our punter. Toward the end of the season, I I love the punts coming in out of out of nowhere for the Scottish Hammer. Uh, I forgot which punt it was during which game, but I mean it was it was right in within uh, within the ten yard line, and I was like, oh, let's go, we got ourselves a punter, and now it's just a kicker. So you know, Nick Folt is a guy that that I'm very interested in as well, and that you brought it up because I kicker this 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 postseason, um, this postseason, but this playoff, like you've seen, kickers are really really important. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean, and it's. You know, kickers, kickers. Man, I tell you, they're very important. Can't, yeah. can't stress it
0: enough. And another guy that catches my eye is that kid from Texas, Cameron Dicker. Cameron Dicker, uh, yeah. I just want him to share off the fact of his name so we can just say Dicker, Dicker the Kicker. kicker. Oh, you, you have
1: no idea. The, that would sell I, I mean, so many <laughs> jerseys. It's a the, business. The city of Cleveland. It's a business. It's a business. They would have too much fun. Way too game. much. Oh fun. yeah, and like and if myself he has, included. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm getting a flat. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm,
2: I'm getting, a getting, jersey, I'm getting the jersey as soon as we draft. I will a fifty dollar <laughs> cool. t-shirt.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then JV Arts would have or JV Artworks would have the t-shirts up within probably two hours. Uh, Easy. All the t-shirt companies would have it. And I mean, it's it's just a smart move because everybody would love him. And if he had the career, just sort of like Phil Dawson did in Cleveland, yeah, man, he's solidified just, naming the Ring of Honor. It. <laughs>
2: just, just be consistent. Yeah. Right? I mean, just be consistent. And and that's something that I could really like. I think most Browns fans would ask for because we, you know, we see the Chase McLaughlin's the beautiful first half of the seasons. We're thinking he's one of the best kickers in the league. And then all of a sudden you have a fall off. So it's like I personally would just wish for and hope for consistency at the kicker position
1: just make anything under 45 that's all i ask yeah it's just like if i'm if i'm saying a prayer for a 38 yard field goal like that's not good
0: yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah that's
2: so true that's so true that is that is that that is very true so it's it's something it's something to be addressed whether it's you know, through the draft or through free agency, you know, uh, young Hoku, kicker from Atlanta. I know he's going to be a free agent, so it's like, it yeah, you have options. So needs yeah. to be addressed. But AB, I trust AB, and we it.
0: absolutely he's going to get it done for sure. Yeah, you know, I think we've covered about everything on the agenda today. Yeah, we did. With we our... even got the kickers, man. Yeah, we got even got <laughs> the kickers. <laughs> but uh, man, I I really appreciate you hopping on. We had the yeah. Buffalo the on Buffalo. down it's with the a Browns. Buffalo. What a pleasure, it's, man. It's been awesome. It's
1: an absolute honor, honestly. You, you know, it's um one, one of those guys, because especially, like, I just started, like, really getting into Now, granted, I've been on Brown's Twitter since, like, 2012. Like, yeah. OG McNeil, yeah. where he was, like, the godfather of Browns. Oh, Twitter, yeah, right? dude. I remember um, You know, but, like, I didn't I didn't really start going big till like, this year and, like, you know, being on a couple different podcasts is, like, writing my own pieces like the the fact that you guys like reached out like now granted like i i I probably shouldn't admit this but like i may or may not have like swerved hard in like the left lane of 480 when i saw that message on my (laughs) phone i was like i was like dude podcast (laughs) opportunity like what no i was i was flipping out i was like no way i was like i was like dude i gotta like text something like to him right away because then i'm gonna like totally forget about it i don't want to (laughs) like (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh great.
1: no it's it, it, honestly it's a huge honor one that you guys would even like think of me and two to, uh, for me to be on the podcast and just to talk Browns because I mean there's one thing that I just love like more than life itself mm-hmm. and it it sounds crazy but like I love Browns and I love talking Browns so it's, 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 it's been a pleasure fellas Let's it really go. Has.
0: Oh, man we appreciate you hopping on with us and uh well How's it feel to get down with the Browns? Ah, uh, it feels good, baby. It feels good. Awesome. <laughs> well, well, uh, uh, if you want to follow Mac, uh, what's that at again? It's on Twitter? Uh,
1: T-H-A underscore Buffalo. So it's the Buffalo.
0: Let's yeah. go. Man. Go nice. give him a follow and check out his work on uh, Cleveland Very Samp, good follow. Same And, uh, well... It was good talking with you boys, and we'll catch y'all in the next episode. All right, catch you guys later. And go, Browns.
1: Go,
2: Browns. us town. Ready to Ready for fall. Ready to come we we go. Never will chill. Never will lounge. We are the dogs.
1: We are the hounds. Never the We blew. We get on your feet because we are the Browns.